DJ and PK brought to you in part by Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to 5000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. Time now to talk a little college football with Kurt Cragthorpe, the youth beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any iPhone X or 8 and get an iPhone 8 on us. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Kurt, good morning. Morning, guys. Kurt, camp has broken. Now school has started and game week preparation has started. And you, you go up there, you can't see camp, but you talk to guys afterwards. Did you learn much? Did they learn much? Or you just got to go through the practice and get through them, but don't pretend like you learned a lot? Yeah, it's a weird phenomenon. I'll, I'll start with the premise that I don't I don't know how much more I gained last year by watching 20 minutes of practice three times a week than compared to zero minutes ever uh, this month. Sometimes you get uh, false impressions or misleading impressions. But certainly I'm in a state where all I can do is go on what other people are saying, and uh, so I'm very eager to get some kind of evidence on August 29th and, and get into the flow from there. But, but basically with, with Utah, they, they, they seem to have some answers to the questions that we all posed on July 31st. But, but again, until we see the product on the field, there's some mystery there. I find it interesting, you know, Kyle's made a living out of being the underdog and then overachieving. And this year, getting your thought on it, it seems like, you know, the expectations obviously are sky high, but it seems like to me he's embracing them and he's talking up the team. You know, hadn't had a bad practice. You know, it's it's the the greatest this, the greatest that that they that they've had since they've been in the conference. So as I listen to him, it's all positive. Makes me a little nervous, but nevertheless, it's all positive. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. I, I would say he has been pretty upbeat, and he, he still likes what he he still uses phrases like blue collar mentality. He was saying that's what he likes about this team. Saturday after the last scrimmage, and so I I think. Uh, what they've found is, is kind of a good mix that they're responding to the fact that people are saying good things about them, but they also know there's more to be done. I mean, they, they did lose five games last year, so they they do need to uh, establish themselves again, but, but it is a, a good starting point for sure. Today, the AP Top 25 will come out and it'll be the first time that Utah is ranked in August in what we all consider the main poll for the first time in the Pac-12 era, and certainly it'll be the highest ranking in school history. So there's a lot of endorsing going on. And But, yeah, Kyle said he likes this team. So do you believe the offensive line is really that good because they're going to want to run the ball a lot and they lost some offensive linemen who were starters last year? Have they got to put back together again, you think? Yeah, I, I, I keep – Trying to envision what's going to happen a week from Thursday in Provo, and and the the offensive line is probably still the number one issue to me in terms of what this team is going to look like. Uh, they have some capable guys, and and I think going forward they they really have some good young linemen in the program. So I think on a long term basis that position area looks pretty good. But but how those five guys are going to play in Provo 
is uh, really interesting to me, and 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 it, it is the the linchpin of the whole operation. I mean, they have to protect Tyler Huntley well, and and if they want to run the ball and just line up and pound people at times, and and not use the zone read option, which theoretically allows you to not block somebody. If they want to just hand it off to Zach or one of the other running backs, they they got to block people and. And at the end, to me, that they have to prove they can do it. So offensively has been their bugaboo for many number of years now. And going forward, I'm talking about, well, Tyler Huntley, look what he did last year. All right, look what he did last year you know, when you look at that October. And it was good. They went 4-0, scoring 40 points every game. You look at the competition, and three of the four had losing records. Arizona, SC, and UCLA, and then Stanford had a winning record, and they were seven and five. So, how much do I really believe in him? Yeah, there, there again, Tyler has a lot to prove. I, I, I do, I don't, I don't think the October is the is a really representative sample size, just for the the factors you mentioned. And it's kind of funny, people forget that he wasn't playing very well at Arizona State when he got hurt. Midway through the third quarter, uh, people kind of just dismissed that game. But so, I, so yeah, I think there's a lot on the table for Tyler. And, I, and I've thought a lot about this that it's been a long time since any senior quarterback in the state of Utah had a had a truly fulfilling senior year, as as Tyler hopes to do. Either guys got hurt at some point, or like Travis Wilson played pretty well, but ended disappointingly with some November losses. And so you, you got to go back to, to people like uh, Max Hall and Brian Johnson to find a quarterback a decade ago who really had a, a fully maximized senior year. And so I, I think a, there's a lot of pressure on Tyler. And I think he'll respond well in Andy Ludwig's system. But again, you got to prove it, and he hasn't played great in season opening games either. That'd be the one asterisk going down to Pro Bowl next week. Ooh, another, another qualifier to look at. <laughs> Playing well in season openers. I hadn't thought about That's what that. I'm all about. Yeah, I hadn't thought I'm about, about, about that history. actually. Yeah. Okay. Well, something to look forward or not not look forward to, but something to watch. Right. I don't know that I've heard a more eye opening quote out of the. Uh, camp portion of this run-up to the opener. Then when Kyle Whittingham says Jalen Dixon is one of the, paraphrasing here, but he's he's as good as any deep threat in the country. Not I, I thought he was going to say in the conference. You know, you anticipate the next word, but it was in the country. Uh, have you heard that from other people, you know, either uh, into your recorder or just, you know, quietly after practice chatting with somebody? Well, I think we saw some evidence of that from, from Jalen last year. And uh, he, he, like, he would catch about one deep ball a game, and, and people have pointed out that that increased once he started playing with Jason Shelley, his high school teammate. But there were there were moments of it earlier in the year. I, I did laugh when you had Riley Jensen on last week, and he thought it was totally a case of Whittingham just wanting defensive coordinators to hear those words and prepare for having a deep threat so you can line up and run the ball and not have to worry about uh, safety coming up. But, but yeah, Jalen can run. 
And uh, and I, I think the other part of his game that people have talked about, Britton Covey mentioned this, is that he's becoming a more all-around receiver, not just a guy who, who goes deep. And uh, so, yeah, the, the receivers are the, the, the second most interesting part of the offense beyond the offensive line. I, I just wonder which of those guys is going to catch more than three passes a game. And uh, we'll see who really emerges. Yeah, I actually thought Andy Ludwig's comment was better than Kyle saying he's one of the best deep threats in the country when Andy Ludwig said that this young man is developing himself into a full-time receiver, which is far more important because how many bombs you're going to hit throughout the course of a game as opposed to you know the regular passes that pick up first downs and get you 15, 20 yards. So I was more encouraged about that. And Dixon seems like a great kid, so I wish him nothing but success. I wanted to ask you maybe a little bit more of an overview you look at Utah, and there's so much positivity. There's no doubt about that. How much of that positivity is based on their team being really good as opposed to the South being at best average, if not worse? Yeah, I think the, the two kind of do come together. But, but I just think I go back to – I remember writing about this last year as the season was evolving that – started to look at it and say this team is really positioned to be very good in 2019 and then there are there are some disclaimers I, I i can't just go down one track you know me because I, I do think back to how well Cody barton and chase hansen and guys like that played last year and their impact will be missed but but yeah just from a personnel standpoint it, it's, it's almost weird how how it's all kind of lined up in 2019 and and especially with the, the NFL prospects all coming back, I mean, I, I, I think at this time last year, none of us would have figured Zach Moss would still be in the program, and you wondered about O2 and an and Anai, even Blackman. And so, obviously, Moss's injury last year kind of was a, a blessing in that sense that it ended up being one of the factors that brought him back, and. But yeah, just to, to go from having nine senior starters last year and then having all the underclassmen come back, it just, it just kind of just converged uh, in Utah's favor in 2019 to, to potentially be very good. So you've watched him for a long time. Number one, does it surprise you to see him this big? And number two, does it feel like they're just set up for uh, for the fall here? Or... We're living in the past. Embrace the future. They're they're in a different different place. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's been kind of fun to monitor the the fan base this summer. I th- I think you have a percentage of of fans who who love everything that's being said about their team nationally. You have a percentage that are totally paranoid and just makes them feel worse. And like you say, set up for the fall. But there, there really isn't a, a historical precedent for a Utah team being built up and failing. Uh, mostly because, they're, like I say, they, there's only been two times in history that they've been ranked in the AP preseason top 25. And uh, one of those was, was 2004 when they obviously had a great year. And, and that was the all-time setup to fail, executed by Urban Meyer himself 
participated in this promotional campaign of you ain't seen nothing yet. How about and, baby? Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, Randy Bachman and the boys uh, got some play out of that. But point being, it was true. It, it, there was there was new material that he took him to new heights, and so. But you can't say that that example was uh, a case of, of Utah not living up to the hype, although hype probably wasn't used as much as it was or is now 15 years ago. But anyway, it's funny, funny how that word has taken on a life of its own now. And then in, in 09, they were ranked in the top 25, mostly because of what the 018 did. But that team went 10-3, and three, so it's not like it crumbled or something so so I guess you fans were kind of just soured by what's happened in a lot of Novembers uh, again going back to the Travis Wilson year when they were 6-0 and and ranked number 3 and ended up losing 3 conference games and, and not winning the South outright so there's been some cases of in-season letdowns but there is no historical evidence of a pre-season letdown if that makes sense so the dawn of the new year, 2020, what state on January 1, 2020, are you going to wake up in? California, but it, that allows me to hedge. Uh, <laughs> California is the answer. I thought you might like a state of confusion, wildly hungover, <laughs> any number of things. You know, I, I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't mean a literal state. You took it that way. So you'll yeah, go California I, I, with all sorts of wiggle room there. I, I'm, I'm a literal person, but yeah, it uh, <laughs> could, could be uh, San Diego, could be Pasadena. Okay, so if it's not Pasadena, would you consider this season a disappointment? Uh, no, I, I, I think the, I think the benchmark is getting to the championship game again, and then it's. Uh, if you if you lose to a good Washington or Oregon team, and again depending on the circumstances, if you if you lose ten to three again, that's probably a disappointment. There's a lot of uh, qualifications again, but but I, I don't see how it could be Rose Bowl or bust. I, yeah, I just think yeah, that's I pretty see, high I, standard. I, I know it's a high standard, but when you're looking at how positive everybody has been and and frankly it's made me a little uncomfortable i'm not used to so much positivity as you know and you look at the south and the best the south the the challenger is pick go six and six come on man you 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 want to start printing pac-12 title game tickets now i mean that's almost a given they're right up there with clemson as far as the easiest path to their conference title game, right? No, I, I, I again, I'll, I'll go along with the fact that they they do need to be playing in Santa Clara on December seventh. I think anything less than that would be disappointment. But Washington and Oregon are good teams, and but, but but obviously there's a lot to be determined between now and then. Maybe Washington and Oregon both go six and three. So then, so at that point, I would agree with you. And now, let me throw out one more possibility that people really haven't talked about. The Utes are in a place where they, they could actually lose a championship game, still go to a New Year's Six game. Sure. It wouldn't be the Rose Bowl, but I, I think that would be a huge advancement. 
Oregon Oregon smokes Auburn, has an awesome season, goes to the playoff, beats Utah in the Pac-12 title game, and Utah is not the conference champ, but they are in the Rose Bowl because they lost the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, but that's that's getting that that doesn't count because that puts them in. So it's just that's a successful season. We're talking about if they don't play in the Rose Bowl, is it a disappointment? If they play in the Rose Bowl, no matter how they get there, we've already established that's a, a successful season. Yeah, I'm just saying if you, if you play in the Cotton Bowl, that's that's almost as good as the Rose Bowl. Maybe not. Ooh, the, uh, you might want to back aura. that up. Back you know, that up. Almost as good as the Let me tell you something, Kurt. There is nothing <laughs> almost as good as the Rose Bowl. So you, I'll give you three, two, one to retract that. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm just saying, if you get to a New Year's Six game for the it, first time, it's in, nice. Like era, that's, it's nice. That's nice. But there's not right. anything that's almost as there. There is no New Year's Six bowl that is almost as nice as the Rose Bowl. I'm not going there, nor will All I right. ever go there. It's All simply right. the granddaddy, Kurt. I'll, I'll back. I'll back down. Okay. I'll step off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that those others aren't nice, because I agree with you, they are. But come on. Okay. Holy freak! I've, I've, I've been put in my place again. <laughs> so, what if they win the conference and go to the Fiesta Bowl? Because that's where that's a playoff game this year. Right. And they and, don't and, get to experience the gloriousness of the Grand. Yeah, day. but the, you'll take the playoff. I understand that. It's not about the Fiesta Bowl. It's the playoff. Would you feel cheated, personally, for you fans? No. Yeah, what what a conversation to be happening. I know it's weird, right? College football. We thought it'd be three and six in the Pac-12 two years ago, and now now we're saying we're going to be disappointed that they went to the playoff instead of the Rose Bowl. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. You would not. But it's not the bowl game. It's the playoff. Right. I understand. It's just the nature of college football changing over the last decade. Yeah. Exactly. No, that'd be a phenomenal season. Yeah, tip my hat and say, "Way to go! You you've achieved your goals." And if they get to the Rose Bowl, I would say you achieve your goals. Certainly, if you got to the playoff, I would say you've achieved your goals. But I think there's something to be said for all, you can't have all this hype and then not achieve it and say, "Well, that's okay." Nine, you still get a trophy. Nine and three. SC wins the division because Clay Helton puts it all together. Then it's a disappointment. And Kirk Cragthorpe wakes up in El Paso after a Sun Bowl. Oh, I think he refuses to go. <laughs> <laughs> he said California. He's waking up in California. He's not waking up in El Paso. It's like some mob movie, and he ends up in the Tribune, like stuffing the plane ticket into Joe Baird's face. He said, I'm waking up in California. Now it's up to these guys to come through. So I expect him, January 1, to be waking up in California. Yeah, he might be in El Centro for some reason, but he'll wake up in California. <laughs> they go to the Vegas Bowl, and Kurt goes on to an El Centro vacation after the game. <laughs> the weather's nice that time of year. It's warm. The, yeah, the bottom line is, on August 19th, there are a lot of possibilities for this season. And uh, as tempting as I am to just fast-forward the calendar to January 1st and see where I am, I, I, I think it's just going to be fun to see it all play out. Yeah, I agree. It always is. This, should, this season should even be more fun. Well, Kurt, it's, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Okay. Thanks for joining us. As always. Okay. We, will, uh, we will follow you uh, at SLTrib.com. We will uh, 
pay to have the thing delivered in our driveway or online, or maybe we'll just go to Trip Kurt and just get the headlines and the pithiest takes. Whatever it takes. Okay. All right. Thanks, Kurt. Thank you. But I think there's something to be said for you. Got to establish a standard. It's okay. I mean, it's not that it's okay if you don't reach it, but why not establish this standard? Why not? And that's what I, I was getting at with the first question to him, that you have to accept that it's a new era. And Kurt does love the history, but getting ranked in the preseason when you're in the Mountain West is a different deal. If you're going to be a pretty good team in the Pac-12 going forward, and you'll ride the wave a little bit based on, you know, just how different years shake out and if you send a lot of guys to the NFL or whatever, then this isn't going to be a new scenario if you're going to be pretty good. How many teams are ranked in whatever your favorite poll is? Like, generally, soon there's like five? I don't know. I don't have a favorite poll. There's certainly three that have been top 15 everywhere we look. And so if you're pretty good, you're going to have this level of expectation, and you're going to have some years of disappointing, and presumably you'll have some years to pay off at some point. This is a, this is a new deal for them. And it wasn't the truth in the Mountain what West. You, FDR here? And it wasn't the <laughs> New Deal, I like it. And it wasn't the it wasn't what what they were early getting established in the Pac twelve. But going forward, if you're gonna be good, this is it. This is what you're gonna expect. If they don't make the Rose Bowl, this season is a disappointment. What's wrong with saying that? It sounds weird because we haven't said it before. But again, get used to it going forward because I don't know about getting used to it. I mean, it's now. I'm not worried about next year because it's not going to happen next year. It's so I'm not going to get used to it. It's now. This is the time. Now. This is the place. This is the time. DJ and PK will get to that next. It's 97.5 and 1280 the zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon conditionally reinstated by the NFL. He's been added to the team's roster and will be eligible to play in the regular season. USC coach Clay Helton says freshman receiver Brew McCoy's health is improving despite a fever that has kept him from practicing. Doctors can't explain what's going on, but he's had the fever most of the summer. Major League Baseball. Twins beat the Rangers 6-3 to remain two and a half games in front of Cleveland. Cleveland beat the Yankees 8-4. Houston beat the Athletics 4-1 behind seven strong innings from Zach Greinke. Cody Bellinger hit his 40-second homer, but the Braves beat the Dodgers 5-3. Bees lose to El Paso. They're at Tacoma tonight at 8 o'clock. Listen to the game here on The Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. The Big Show. Thurl Bailey with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. How important is a healthy locker room to the overall success or lack thereof of an NBA team? I think it's vital. That doesn't mean everybody has to get along or will get along, but I think there has to be some leadership that can calm the waters when things aren't going right, and it's not always the coach. It has to be players that know how to lead, and it doesn't have to be totally vocal all the time, but it's nice to have strong voice or voices in the locker room of guys that have the respect of their teammates, especially when things are not going so well. And it also comes from the top. The coach is a part of that locker room as well. So I think it's a vital part in today's NBA. If you've missed any of the big show, go to 1280thezone.com. This is the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Join Hans and Scotty Wednesday noon to 3, 1899 West Traverse Parkway in Lehigh. Customers that visit will receive a free liquid screen protector for your Android or Apple device while supplies last. Just talked with Kurt Cragthorpe. Talking expectations. Where's he going to wake up January 1st? Somewhere in California. Not sure which bowl game or why, but somewhere in California. Rose Bowl or bust, PK. Well, sure, I mean, because if it's the Holiday Bowl, he's going to California with an aching in his heart. It's a Led Zeppelin song. You're looking at me like I'm speaking Chinese. Going to California. Sing it. Or not. You don't seem to be in the mood. Disappointment. What level of disappointment if the Utes don't end up in the Rose Bowl? Made up my mind. New start. Going to California with an aching in my heart. You want to get to the Rose Bowl. Someone told me there's a girl out there with love in her eyes and flowers in her hair. It's a great, great Got it now. I needed that right there. That last (laughs) line clicked in. Wonder how tomorrow... Could ever follow today. That's right. You can play it when we come back from the next break, Yak. Or you can play us out of this segment. Either one. Whatever you want. La, 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 la. So two things. If you don't go to the Rose Bowl, there's going to be disappointment. Yeah. But is the level of disappointment going to be greatly magnified based on whether... You give it away or they take it away? Well, you can give it away, give it away, give it away, away now. now. It don't matter. <laughs> Either, it, does, it doesn't matter. Uh, red Hot Chili Peppers? If you don't go, there's a level of yeah. disappointment. You, your expectations, you have the easiest, easiest path to the title game. So it simply can't get to the title game is the definition of success. Especially because you did it last year. I would say irregardless, but I won't. Because I think there's truth to that. They made up their mind. They're going to make a new start. Oh, I thought they were leaving their baby. All right. No, no, it's keeping your baby, you doof. No. Well. <laughs> yeah, but if you're keeping your baby, but you're going to But I made up my mind. I'm leaving, leaving my, my baby. baby. That doesn't make any sense. I know, but they're missing out on the Rose Bowl, so keeping my baby doesn't make sense either. Where are you going That's with The that? whole premise of the tune is you're keeping your baby. I'm going to do what's best for me, not what's best for my kid. <laughs> That's the whole premise of the tune. But if you keep your baby, you go to the Rose Bowl. And we're not talking about them going to the Rose Bowl. We're talking about them you missing. You screwed up. Just admit it. It's no, okay. We I don't all want to. screw up. Yeah, but I screw up more often than most people. <laughs> Even my baby. Don't let it be. Don't let it be. Don't let it be. Don't let it be. (laughs) Goodbye, Tin Brick Road. (laughs) Great tune. Let's go. Let's go. Let's downgrade everything. (laughs) And she's selling a stairway to heaven. Hotel California. You can check out anytime you want. It doesn't matter to us. Go to the beach. We'll be here if you want to come back. Remember that song? That was a good one. I love that song. Yes. Tramps like us, baby. We were born to trot. We were born to walk.
Jog. <laughs> Stroll. Some of the great iconic tunes. Let's go. <laughs> it's a Friday in the summer. It's a Monday, but don't worry about that. <laughs> it's the first day of school. The teacher's not going to sign that much homework. Just mess around. <laughs> Uh, Wendy, I don't want to be with you. <laughs> Wendy! Do whatever you want. Don't matter much. Wendy, don't let me in. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to guard your dreams and visions. <laughs> this is too limiting. We need more songs. Let's go, people. Tweet at us. Sing them right now. Put them on the app. Use the open mic. Send them to Yacht. Let's go. I wish they weren't all California girls. I wish they all were Oregon girls. I made up my mind. I'm leaving my baby. Yep. That's it. The Rose Bowl's out. But I'm not that disappointed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on, give me some more songs. Let's go. <laughs> Segment's wrecked anyway. <laughs> Have some fun with it. People smile and tell me I'm the lucky one. I'm going to have a daughter. Baby, you're a firework. What are you? Baby, you're a popkin. What? <laughs> Start spreading the news. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. <laughs> Start spreading the news. I'm going to Philly. I'm leaving. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Make Newark. a brand new Newark. start Newark. of it. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Nope. Philadelphia. Too now, many syllables. Newark, Newark is just a nine iron away. Okay. Oh, that's the Boston. same thing. <laughs> walla walla. Come on. Walla walla. I like it. <laughs> Brother. Marona Mia. Marona Mia. <laughs> you doof. So back to the point. What was the point? <laughs> they have the easiest path. So just getting to the conference title, you gotta you gotta get to the Rose Bowl, man. Unless you get to the playoff, and then we understand the playoff. But and then that, that you're chosen. You don't you know you earn it, but you still have to be chosen. Well, there's nobody who can do anything. To get you out of the Rose Bowl, unless they choose you, place you in this playoff. But that's not any glamour. It's not a beauty contest. It's you win the requisite amount of games and the right games, and you're going. You've earned it. Not some beauty pageant. Oh, somebody in some other conference did this or that. So it depends on this. We put you in, blah, 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 blah. And your strength of schedule. So you beat BYU, and then BYU has a horrible season. And it's a bunch of qualifiers that you have to worry about. That if, if I don't even care about that. If you get there, great. But if you don't, that's a beauty pageant to an extent. Because we already know half the field is already taken with uh, – Alabama and Clemson, no matter what they do, and you know, Alabama you know, plays a bunch of dogs, and somehow they're awesome. 
so I don't care about that. What you can control, absolutely, is the Rose Bowl. And you've got all these standards. You've got the one of the best deep threats in the country. You've got the greatest line, defensive line in the country. Your receiving core is so deep. You've got running backs coming out your yin-yang. I mean, come on. And now you're going to downgrade it? No. You, if Two plus two, if you tell me all this, it should equal four. And anything but four is a disappointment, and it's wrong. So I'm slapping the level of expectation is Rose Bowl. And if you don't get it, doesn't mean you had a bad season, but that means it's a disappointment. doesn't mean it's a disappointing season. It means it's a disappointment that you didn't get to that game. You just ripped my next point away from me. Because you don't control everything. How good is Oregon? You control them if you beat them. If Oregon should get there, you need to beat them. Just like you did last year. You beat them. And we keep hearing, oh, well, they didn't have their starting quarterback and running back. So that was, and it was a fluke play. That's why you didn't go last year. Okay, well, you beat Oregon with your backup. So it stands to reason if you beat them with your backup, that you should be able to beat them with these great pair of starters that you have. So I don't want to hear it. So you keep making excuses as to why you lost to Washington. Well, the flip side is you beat Oregon with those same guys. So... If these other guys over here are better, then it stands to reason that you should beat Oregon this year if you should be fortunate enough to play them. So either way, if you want to make excuses, well, I got an answer to your excuse. If you play Oregon, you should beat them because you beat them with backups last year. DJ and PK, PK with Fred Whittingham Jr., Utah tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator, coming up in 20 minutes right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on Bob. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union. The Southtown Auto Mall. And Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Three receivers to the far side for Taysom Hill. He drops back, has a good pocket, down the sideline, wide open. Austin Carr in for the touchdown, and New Orleans with their first of the day, 27 yards. Taysom Hill TD pass, that is the Chevy strong play of the game. Know it today at 450. On the big show, and you can win fabulous prizes. As the great philosopher Snoop Dogg once said, This guy sucks. like a sucker punch. It's time to reward the losers in sports with another edition of This Guy Sucks. You suck. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. All right, who really sucked this weekend? Raiders GM Mike Mayock calling out Antonio Brown. It's one thing to be Ezekiel Elliott holding out over money. People get that, understand it. But over a helmet, you're, you're just you're seeming weird. That's not what it's about. It's over attention. So there you go. Who sucked? A guy holding out over attention. I mean, the great thing about Ezekiel Elliott's holdout is I don't have to hear it's not about the money. 
Because it's about the money, clearly. Everything is always about the money. So stop telling me it's not about the money. Everything is about what you can get. What's your political agenda? Because everyone has one. From the tweets people send out, constantly. So the great thing about Ezekiel Elliott is it's about the money. How about all the media when Taysom Hill does something, we all go goo goo gaga. Give me a freaking break. He threw a ball. He's an NFL backup quarterback. He had a wide open receiver. <laughs> that first touchdown pass but when it he was a played, touchdown, okay? <laughs> it was. It was. But he was wide open. Why are we There's constantly a back going cut over that? Ape, you know what, over this kid? Because he's different. Because he's the, the NFL, back. the NFL is just so there, there's no wiggle room. It, there's like a cookie cutter thing to it, and he breaks the cookie cutter. Well, you want an example A of what you're talking about, PK? This morning, Sam Farmer, the longtime columnist for the LA Times, covering the NFL, whole column, Taysom Hill this morning. Great. It wasn't this morning, but was uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, he's a phenomenal athlete. I already know that. He's one of the best athletes I've ever seen. But when he's doing basic tasks that are required of an NFL quarterback, last year when he ran that like four yards and he got the first down, oh my gosh! He's a quarterback on special teams. <laughs> he is one heck of an athlete. That's the bottom line. And all of us who live here, we saw it firsthand. He's incredible. So... There's very little he can do on a football field that is going to surprise me. Let him go do that Steve Young run against, was it the Vikings? Yeah. Then I'll be impressed. But basic stuff that he could do in his sleep, I've long since gotten over that. That's who he is. He gets so much run. A, a, a column in the Los Angeles Times. Well, they played in L.A. and they're looking for something to write about. I understand that. Yeah. But there's still coming a roster time. full of almost 200 guys at this point in the season that it's, Sam Farmer could have written about. <laughs> I've had dinner with Sam Farmer. All right. What'd you have? <laughs> Where'd you go? Well, it was on the Tribune, so it was probably filet. Sweet. <laughs> We're at some tournament, and he was there, and Kawakami of the San Jose Mercury News was there, and I had a friend from the Times was there. And so he asked me to go, and we went uh, way back when the Utes were doing all that um, in basketball. So I am so over what Taysom Hill does. Really, Taysom Hill in the NFL has done nothing to surprise me. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Quarterback playing special teams is a little out of the ordinary. It doesn't surprise me, though, if you know who this kid is. And his and no, just I think it was awesome more, all-around athletic ability. It would more surprise you that if he is really the backup quarterback and the quarterback and waiting behind Breeze, if Bridgewater isn't the guy and they're not bringing someone in and he's the guy that they would risk him on special teams. And maybe they'll stop doing that. But you wouldn't want him blowing out a shoulder going down trying to make a tackle on a punt or kickoff or something. Yeah, but what does that have to do with be surprised? He made a tackle. What did he do? Yeah, but that he's even allowed on the field is surprising. That's a coaching decision. That's not a that's not a Taysom Hill decision. Goes back nothing Taysom Hill has done in the NFL has surprised me. You can say what uh, what's his face the coach there, what's his name escapes me now. Sean Payton. Sean yeah. Payton. What Payton does is a surprise, but that has nothing to do with Taysom Hill. What he's done in the NFL is not a surprise. He's done nothing to surprise me. 
Listen Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to Heart. You saw an amphitheater be rocking when Heart brings their Love Alive tour with special guests Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and Ellie King to town August 13th. You will not want to miss this show. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. When we come back, PK with Fred Winningham Jr., Utah tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator. Stay with us.